Hey, thanks for queuing up the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to make you aware of three music marketing resources with an emphasis on one in particular. There's a good chance you're already familiar with my flagship title called the Gorilla Music Marketing Handbook and perhaps even the 5-Minute Music Marketer. Both of those titles are well worth your time, but I want to make you aware of another title that doesn't quite get the attention as those two do. And that one is called The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. I'm really proud of this book, and I think you would get a lot out of it. And basically what it covers is what I consider to be nine timeless principles of music marketing. So regardless of the new website, app, or tool, because they're always changing, as you know, these are principles you can apply no matter what. They're timeless. They tap into that eternal connection that people have with music and with music makers. So I think you would get a lot out of this book. It's available on Amazon in at least a dozen countries in both paperback and ebook formats. So go check it out. The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. And now, enjoy the episode. This is the Music Marketing Podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Bob Baker. I so appreciate you listening. And on this episode, I'm going to share with you what I consider to be one of the most important timeless music marketing principles. And I'm going to present it to you, or the way that you use it, I should say, is in the form of a question. This is kind of like Jeopardy, in the form of a question. But this is going to be the number one question that you should ask yourself before using any music marketing tool, whether that's a website or an app or a social media platform. Even when booking or playing a gig, this is a question that you should ask yourself. And this is a principle that sadly most independent artists and self-promoters just completely overlook. So I hope you lean into this and put this into practice. And this ties into one of the biggest marketing mistakes that I see musicians and independent artists making, and that is they put the medium before the message. That's the way I like to describe it. Again, they put the medium before the message. So what is a medium? It's basically just another word for a tool that you use. It's the avenue through which you get your message out to the public. So the medium can be Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. It can be the gig that you're playing at this weekend. But basically, it's a whole array of tools and avenues that you use to get your music and the word about who you are and what you do out to the public. Therefore, the knee-jerk reaction of most proactive, independent artists who know they have to market themselves is to think about the tools. Oh, we need to create a uh, Facebook event page. We need to run some Facebook ads. Uh, we need to blast this out on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and on and on and on. And that's fine, but the only thing is the focus is on the tools and not the message. 
What message are you going to send? How are you going to use these tools and these channels and these avenues? Just throwing something out into the world, sure, it's better than doing nothing at all. But if you can stop and think first about what the message is, what the purpose is, what's your big why for using these tools and how are you going to use them effectively, then you're more strategic, then you're more effective. And so that's what I'm going to share with you today. A question you can ask yourself before you use any of these tools. And that's what I mean by a timeless principle. Because most of the books, the more recent books that I've put out on music marketing, like the Guerrilla Music Marketing Handbook, which is my sort of flagship, probably most popular title, as well as books like The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing, I purposely filled them with more timeless principles and not so much with things that were going to be outdated within six months to a year. Why have I done that with my books? Well, sure, it's a pain in the butt to have to update books all the time. But even more importantly, it's to teach musicians these underlying fundamental principles. Because I've been doing this a long time. I mean, my first book came out in like the mid-90s. And so I've observed monumental changes from the old school traditional music business through Napster and MP3s and iTunes and iPods and iPhones and all the eyes, as well as all these opportunities that have come down the pike that have been a godsend for independent musicians. So we have all these tools, but how you use them makes all the difference. And over the years, I've seen this same mistake or misguided notion play out time and time again. So what is this question? It may seem a little simplistic at first, but hang in there with me because there are two aspects to it that are just really crucial. So the question you should ask yourself before you use any of these tools or sites, apps, gadgets, etc. is this. How can I use this tool? to connect with fans in a direct and meaningful way. I'll just repeat it again, and then let me break it down. How can I use this tool to connect with fans in a direct and meaningful way? Your goal isn't simply to reach fans or make people aware of your stuff. It isn't to bombard the marketplace with your music and your message. That's part of the old school model where you hoped and prayed to get in regular rotations on a growing number of radio stations so that people heard you repeatedly, your songs became familiar to them. That's cool, but there actually is another way to do this that ties in to this principle. So again, the question is, how can I use this tool to connect with fans in a direct and meaningful way? Here are two definitions of connecting that I want to stress here. So one, kind of obvious, but let's think about it here. You want people to hear your songs and feel something. You want them to hear a particular song or group of songs or an album and feel something. Yes, you want them to hit the play button or discover you on Spotify or YouTube or somewhere else. But ultimately, you want them to hear your music and have some sort of an emotional and even physical reaction to it. And a positive one, of course. 
you want people to be inspired, or you want them to feel happy, or to feel sad, to feel energized, to feel romantic, to feel turned on, whatever it is, you want people to listen, experience your music or your music video, and feel something positive. And it's really important to stress that emotional component, because what happens when somebody responds with a really positive, strong feeling? Well, a number of things will happen. One, they'll recommend you to their friends. They'll take a closer look at your name and Google you because they want to find out who you are, find out what other music you have out and available. They'll follow you on Spotify. They'll subscribe to your YouTube channel. They'll visit your website and get on your email list if you offer one, and hopefully you do. And they just might add you to a personal playlist that they create on one of these sites. And if they listen to that playlist often, then you get into rotation in this personalized radio station that they have created for themselves. See how these principles apply in this modern digital era that we live in? So when you ask that question, how can I use this tool to connect with fans in a direct and meaningful way? One of your goals is to have people hear your song and feel something positive. Not everyone will. There may even be a small slice of the population that's repulsed. Many people will be indifferent. But all you need to do is find that little slice that resonates with what you do, that loves the sound and also loves who you are as an artist and as a person. That's your big goal here, is to connect in a direct and meaningful way. And the second way that you connect with fans, and the second reason that you ask that all-important question, is that you want to engage with people directly. These people who have discovered your music, love the songs, have an affinity for you and who you are, you want to be able to actually have personal engagements with them. The most powerful way to do that is in person. So if you can talk to people at your gigs, that can be super important, or at conferences or at events, wherever you hang out and run into people who are likely to enjoy your music. A personal interaction and engagement with these people is so vital to you building a fan base. But you can't always be in the same room to engage with people, so that's why we make good use of all the digital options, like on social media, you interact with people in the comments of your posts, through DMs, through email, through text messages. So here's a good example of how I have used this very principle to interact with people on social media, and how I answered that question, how can I use this tool to connect with fans in a direct and meaningful way? So did you know that using Facebook Messenger through the app on your phone and also using the Instagram DM function through the app on your phone, you can send a short voicemail message? And currently the way they both work is you just hold your finger down on the little microphone icon and you can record at least 30 seconds or maybe more of a voicemail message and that sends it to that person. So how cool is that? Instead of getting a plain text message from you, which everyone sends, they get a little voicemail. They just click the play button. They hear your voice speaking directly to them. That's a simple but prime example about how to use an available tool 
to more directly engage with fans in a meaningful way. But to be able to do all this stuff effectively, it takes a mental shift. You have to keep this top of mind whenever you're using these platforms and these tools to promote your music. In fact, let's not even use the word promote your music or market your music. Let's start talking about connecting with fans, because that's ultimately what this is all about. Don't ask yourself, how can I market my music today or how can I promote my music? Ask yourself, how can I connect with more fans today in a direct and meaningful way? And when you ask that question, it allows you to discover new answers and approach it in a different way. And that's really my ultimate goal for you is to get you to think about this stuff differently so that you're focusing on the message, not just the medium, and that you're asking yourself a bigger question of why am I using these tools and being really clear about what your why is. So you know what that is now. It's to connect with fans in a direct and meaningful way. I hope you found this helpful. If you'd like to take a deeper dive into any of this stuff, you can check out my books that I mentioned earlier, the Guerrilla Music Marketing Handbook and the Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing are the two that I recommend the most for musicians. I also have some books out for creative people in general. One of them is called The Empowered Artist and another one called The Passion Principles. All of my titles are available on Amazon in at least a dozen countries, and some of them are even available as uh, audiobooks, too, through Audible and Amazon, and Apple's iBooks, too. So I hope you found this helpful. Thanks a lot for listening. I wish you much success with your music. We'll talk again soon. This is Bob Baker saying so long for now. Right.